0: This is Power Source, a podcast by the Citizens Utility Board, where we track down the answers to your utility questions. I'm your host, Hannah Finnerty. Last weekend, I went to the hardware store and I picked up some caulk to close up a few leaks that I had noticed around my kitchen windows. Now that it's getting colder outside, I had started to feel a slight draft coming into the apartment, so I wanted to patch it up before the weather gets too cold here up in Chicago. But as I was wandering around the aisles of Ace, <laughs> I, I got curious about other easy fixes that I could make around my home to keep the cold air out while also saving me money in the long run. So I reached out to Okosua Gooseby, a weatherization expert who works for Elevate Energy, a Chicago-based nonprofit that ensures that the benefits of clean and efficient energy use reach those who need it the most. Like Cub, Elevate is a member of the Clean Jobs Coalition, which is pushing to pass the Clean Energy Jobs Act, comprehensive clean energy legislation awaiting a vote in Springfield. For this episode of Power Source, Akosua is giving us a rundown on weatherization and offering some tips to help prepare your home for the winter.
1: So my name is Akosua Gooseby and I work at Elevate Energy. I'm an outreach coordinator and I've been with Elevate for almost two years, two years in March. And what I typically do is I go out into the communities, especially EJC communities, so environmental justice communities and hard to reach communities. And I just let them know what their options are when it comes to energy reduction and conservation. So one of of my favorite things to talk about is weatherization, uh, because a lot of people might think that it could be expensive or um, time-consuming, to weatherize their homes by, by themselves, but I make it, I break it down and make it clear for everyone that it doesn't have to be a lot of work, it doesn't have to be hard, and it can be something that you can just do on your own and you can take responsibility for and take action on um, uh,
0: personally. So when you're consulting with consumers, what are some of the tips or do-it-yourself suggestions do you give them to help weatherize their home?
1: So there's so much you can do with weatherization. One of the things that you can do that's really, really simple that you can do is your own installation. installation and I know that sounds like daunting, but really it's, it's not really hard. You can, you can buy spray foam and you can go into um, your basement. And a lot of times you'll notice if you just look up at the joists in your basement, you'll notice that there's a lot of gaps and holes. And air is escaping at those gaps and holes. And they might be small and insignificant, but as they build up, they can become detrimental to the home envelope. So which you can just get some spray foam and spray that in. You can also get like the, the regular foam board insulation and just cut it to size and put it in between your joints And you'd be surprised how that goes, that ends up going a long way um, to keeping your home uh, pretty. Uh, weatherized. Um, another thing that I like to share with people is um, to reduce air infiltration, you can apply caulking to the door frames, your rent window frames, your baseboard trim, and your crown molding. That's super easy. It comes in this cool little gun can and you just spray it around the outside corners of your, your window frames and that goes a long way in sealing. And you also can do that from the inside and the outside. And, and now is a really great time because yes, it's cold, but it's going to get worse. You know, another thing that you can do is to manage your heating and cooling costs is Check check your, your furnace filter. You want to check that furnace filter every 30 to 45 days. A dirty filter can reduce airflow by as much as 35%. And the the impacts of a dirty filter are are kind of extreme. You get overheating and heat exchangers or or, or heating elements. Um, It reduces the comfort in your home. It reduces the life of your furnace or your air conditioner. So you want to be mindful of changing that filter because that's one small thing that you can do on your own that can really make a large difference.
0: It is a huge waste of money to heat your home just to have it all escape outside or have outside air come in and make your space chilly and drafty. Just to reinforce the point, weatherization is really important. But Akosua points out that there's another money waster in your house, your toilet.
1: And then I like to talk about how we can conserve energy with our water costs. Um, Our water costs, a lot of people don't realize that we are throwing, we're literally flushing money down the toilet when we flush our toilets. And I say in my house, we have a, we have a, if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down rule in our house. You don't have to flush the toilet every single time you go to the bathroom. That's gallons of gallons of water being flushed down your toilet. You want to reduce your energy costs, your energy usage by managing your water heating costs. So A water heater insulation jacket will provide more insulation to your water heater and reduces standby energy loss, which is electric water heater. This is for electric water heater use only. So you want to insulate hot water pipes with foam pipe insulation. Um, Make sure you you set your water heater thermostat to 120 degrees and also check there for
0: leaks. Beyond the bathroom, she had a few other simple money-saving tips.
1: Our microwave costs the annual annual operating cost of $20 to $28. The refrigerator costs $42 to $60. The dishwasher costs $40 to $62. The clothes washer costs $28 to $48. The dryer costs $138 to $152 in annual operating costs. So twice a year, you want to just check your refrigerator coils for dust buildup because that'll cause it to run and, and use more energy. Uh, when washing clothes, use cold water whenever possible and check your dryer vents all the time for lint buildup that may inhibit the vent from closing properly. Lighting, you wanna do a, make your lighting more in, um, energy efficient. Go in and get LED lights that are shatterproof. Uh, they last significantly longer than a, a regular um, light bulb. So they save you money over the their lifespan because they last so much longer. Um, Comet will actually come in and do those services for you for free or they'll send you a kit where you can do it yourself. Um, there's also a thing called a phantom load and it, it basically refers to the electric power consumed by electronic appliances while they are switched off or in standby mode and it's also called a vampire load. So that's just what when you think that you you turn your appliances off and you're good, um, it's still draining inner, draining electricity from that outlet. Which is costing you money and it's using up the energy resources in your home. And one of the things you can do um, to reduce that is to um, identify clusters of phantom loads and use smart power strips to manage them. You want to unplug unused appliances. And the smart, the the great thing about a smart power strip is that a lot of times, if you don't think about unplugging everything, you can plug it into the smart strip. And what it will do is, because it's smart, it can identify when you Uh, an appliance is not in use and it'll shut off that power source to the outlet for you so you don't have to worry about unplugging everything. So it really saves you time and money on the long
0: run. Okosua said that sometimes weatherizing and practicing energy efficiency still doesn't produce the results that you'd hope for. It can be frustrating to do a lot of work and not see it reflected in savings on your bills. She said to maximize your savings, you can pair your energy efficient practice with a demand response program.
1: So one of the um, programs is called the um, hourly pricing. So with hourly pricing, um, what a lot of people don't know is ComEd charges a fixed rate per kilowatt hour. And, you know, we all talk about this, but ComEd charges a, a fixed rate. But what a lot of people don't know is that energy, the price of energy fluctuates throughout the day. You can look back if you were looking at how much energy costs right now at 10.30am and you can look back at how much it costs at, at midnight and you can see that typically on a typical day, especially when in the winter month when it's colder and people are using um, less less energy overall you can see that energy rarely reaches the six cents per kilowatt hour that ComEd is charging you. So the good news is you can get on hourly pricing and you can also reduce your energy usage, but you can really see a savings because at midnight, energy costs around $0.02 per kilowatt hour. And that's just as an example. I'm not actually looking at the chart right now. Um, And then at 8 a.m., let's say it's it's $0.03 per kilowatt hour. And it might peak around noon, let's say $0.05 per kilowatt hour, but all of those Peaks and valleys, they work in our favor because they typically never reach. And if they do, maybe it's at one point in the time during the day, once a week, that's six cents per kilowatt hour. And then also sign up for peak time savings. Like it, we won't see much savings now because it's the winter month, but if you sign up for peak time savings, this means that when ComEd projects that there's going to be a, an exorbitant peak or spike in our energy usage that's usually on those super hot days that we might have in Chicago, hundred degrees or 90 degrees. um, They will call you or reach out to you, whatever, in the whatever way you deem best and let you know that we're going to have a peak time savings day, which means um, if you reduce your energy between let's say the hours of one to seven, um, you can see a savings on your bill. And it depends on how, much your bill is, or how big your property is, or how big your apartment is, or how much you reduce, but personally, the last time I did the program, or the last time they had one and I
0: participated, I saved $30 on my my my, that, my monthly bill. For ComEd customers, you should look into hourly pricing or peak time savings. Ameren customers have similar programs called Peak Time Rewards and Power Smart Pricing. So what does this all mean for your bill? If you do it all, if you practice energy efficiency, if you weatherize your home, and you sign up for the right pricing programs, Okosua says that you can save anywhere from 30 to 70% on your bills, which can translate into hundreds of dollars saved each year. For more information about weatherizing your home, visit Cubs' website, www.citizensutilityboard.org. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of PowerSource. Hopefully you learned a thing or two about preparing your home for the winter and saving on your utility bills in the process. A huge thanks to Okosua Goosby from Elevate Energy for coming on the show. If you have a question you'd like answered on a future episode of PowerSource, send me an inquiry. At hfinnerty at citizensutilityboard.org with your question. If you have a specific inquiry about your utility bill or service, please call Cubs Consumer Help Hotline at 1-800-669-5556. The line is open from 9 to 4, Monday through Friday. This episode of Power Source was written and produced by me, your host, Hannah Finnerty. If you liked this episode, please hit subscribe in your podcast app and visit citizensutilityboard.org for more information about utilities in Illinois.